Welcome back to Dial H for HeroClix. I'm your host, Chris Britton. This is episode 233. Let's go! Dialage for HeroClix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. We can, indeed. We brought someone else on to the podcast this week. So uh, someone else bringing into the Dial H fold, the community, as it were. Chris Cottrell, thank you much for coming on. Hey, who let that guy in here? He owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> so usually when we when we have a guest, um, we are going to go through an interview like we normally do. Uh, but let's start off with what made us happy this week. Calder, do you have something? Yeah, I found this show on Hulu called Letterkenny, and it is by far the funniest, most fast-paced, like, hilarious show I've ever seen in a long time. So, uh... That's I didn't, I didn't know that you didn't know that existed. Otherwise, I promise you I would have told you about it. Yeah, like, I was waiting for people to tell me about it. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. Well, it didn't start and, as a yeah. show on Hulu. First, it was, like, just a bunch of um, YouTube videos. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, and then they, like, turned it into a show, but it's absolutely hilarious. It is it is awesome. And now I'm getting, like, a freaking Canadian Crave account so I can watch the rest of it. I'm, like, addicted. Well, I thought you were Canadian. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we have we have Canadian listeners. They'll understand. Um, okay. Okay. A. Uh, but also. You got to throw that in there, otherwise they won't understand. They, they won't know. <laughs> That's the translation right there. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you found Letterkenny. It is so funny. Um, it's also really pretty crude humor, which I'm all about, but it is definitely um, not safe for some children to be around, just in case you put that on your TV out there. Um, Chris, do you have something that made you happy this week? Turkey. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't blame you there. Did you guys have good uh, Thanksgivings? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely, right up until the point where my parents made me go up on the roof and clean their gutters. That was kind of oh, the, the downside to, to Thanksgiving, but yeah. <laughs> oh, so they made you work? I just paid my mom. Huh. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, here's money. Use this to buy food, and she's like, okay, thanks, and then didn't ask anything of me. So, she she was okay with that, I guess. You got to figure it out, dude. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, what made me happy this week was I got to see Ralph breaks the internet because oh, of, don't spoil it of my movie pass. <laughs> uh, it was really really good. I was actually not a huge fan of the first one, but the second one really captured my interest. It was a lot different than the first one. So, uh, really good movie. And then on top of that, today I got to go see Fantastic Beasts, which I'm so sorry. was visually beautiful. But if you're not all about that world, it may be really confusing for some people out there. Like if you just watched the second one and you didn't watch the first one, or if you haven't watched it in a really long time, may have been really confusing. And it, then, it kind of was, dude. Like, just going to stop you really quick. Yeah. My father went with us to see Fantastic Beasts 2, and he'd never seen, like, any Harry Potter movies. And he walked out halfway through. We're like, what was up? And he's like, there's just 
fucking fire and smoke and gay wizards and I don't even I don't care. I don't even care anymore. And he was angry the entire time. <laughs> he was like, What is what's going on? That's not Johnny Depp. And I'm like, Yeah, well, kinda never mind. It, it, it's weird because you really do have to put a lot of effort into the Harry – it's getting to that point anyway where you have to put a lot of effort into the Harry Potter mythos just to understand what's going on. So, so you can be just like me and not see or read any of the books and, and just avoid that whole craze entirely. I'm, I think that's the right way. <laughs> that's, that's the right way. Uh, Segway, I heard a long time ago that they were making a Harry Potter go that has not materialized yet but uh if you are familiar with pokemon go that is the last thing that actually made me happy this week was i i've clicked over like 300 magnemites just trying to find a shiny one this week if you play pokemon go you know what i'm talking about uh anyway it's a really big deal for someone to get a shiny not as much in pokemon go as in the regular games but it really still made me really happy so i'm really happy about that and uh i did have a really good week so, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on into this interview and get to know Chris a little bit more. So, Calder, do you want to start off with the first question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris, how and when did you get into the game of Heroclix? Well, I actually started playing when the game first came out. Uh, at the time, I, I was part owner of a store called The Heroes Retreat in Richmond, Kentucky. And so, you know, we were a big Mage Knight community there, and they introduced this new game, and we were like, wait, it's it's a game design that we really like, and it's all about superheroes? Yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> so, uh, you keep going. So, so yeah, we, we started playing um, regularly. We held weekly tournaments over there, uh, loved all of the LEs. You know, back then, the LEs had, you know, just standard character names, and they were... Uh, they were just special editions of, of the other sculpts there, but but it was still cool to, to get one of those every week, especially when you were judging. Um, but then uh, when the sh when the shop went down and, and closed its doors, uh, I kind of lost track of Heroclix for a while. Uh, ended up coming back just about the time that um, Superman and Legion of Superheroes came out. And, you know, I, I just I really enjoyed the set. There was a lot of interesting stuff in there. I uh, played my first real competitive tournament uh, using pieces from that set. Uh, it was a Bizarro and White Witch uh, Phantom Girl with the Batman utility belt. Um, trying to remember. I'm pretty sure there was one other thing on the team, but it, it was it was fun. I did fairly well. I made top eight in the first uh first rock event that I had ever played in. Oh, Haven't nice. done as well since. <laughs> That's actually, last episode we were talking about hiatuses from just general games, but mostly specifically hero clicks. That's a really long time to be away from the game. It's like, uh, I think Legion of Superheroes came out in 2014. That's like a 10-year hiatus. Well, I mean, we, we didn't quit immediately because, you know, the store stayed open for a couple of years. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it was still a fairly long hiatus there. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back to the game. Um, what are some of your favorite pieces that you've played with over the years or combos of pieces that you like to use? Well... You know, I, I have a toss-up between my, my two favorite combos, and unfortunately one of them wouldn't be legal now anyway. But, uh, well, anyway, it's cycled, all of them have cycled out of modern. But um, I really enjoyed 
the uh, Dormammu um, LE piece at 250 points with the yellow power battery um, and uh, Brainiac on Dormammu so that, you know, Brainiac would give the world is working like clockwork to to Dormammu so he could constantly remove tokens and therefore reduce penetrating damage. Uh, give him the wall from the, uh, from the yellow battery. He's 250 points. So, you know, you're always going to have a hard time hitting him because not many pieces are going to be over 250 points. Uh, and then you can use the, um, mindless ones, you know, give them constructs so that they can perplex down stuff and, and do penetrating damage. Now, uh, Calder, Calder, uh, can't do that anymore, right? You're my rules guru. What's up? You can't put a power battery on the same figure that you equip, um, like, another, like a possessor to, right? Uh, actually, since it's uh, resource resources and, yeah, if it's equipment, then, yeah, a possessor can't be also equipped. But that's but only sure now because of the rules change. That's only now. That's only now, yeah. So it used to be able to do that. So, yeah, I can see how right. nasty that would have been back when it was legal, for sure. Oh, it's gross. And then another fun team was uh, Orange Power Battery with Amazo, possessed by Fidian, uh, Justin Seifert, possessed by Entity, and Adara, possessed by um, – not Adara, but um, Atomica, possessed by Adara. So that, you know, you gave the whole group uh, 19 defense. Uh, you use the Orange Power Battery, shut down powers that were being picked up by Amazo as he was knocking down things. Amazo got plus one to all his stats from the battery. It was just nasty. For sure. oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I, I kind of feel like I have a couple other subsequent questions guy. based off of off of his answers there. Are you more of a Marvel or a DC guy? Just curious. Uh, I am actually, reading-wise, I'm more of a DC guy. Their stories tend to be a lot more interesting, although uh, kind of, I'm, I'm not reading as much as I used to read. Uh, right now I'm reading Runaways and I'm reading Raven. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it's it's more of certain characters appeal to me. Um, you know, I love the Runaways. That's that's probably one of my favorite, favorite groups uh, in any comic universe. Hey, that's awesome. Have you been kept keeping up with the Hulu? TV show? Uh, I saw the first season. I wasn't sure if the second season had started yet because I, I kind of had canceled my Hulu until the next season comes out, and then I was going to kick it back on so that I could watch the second season. I think it comes out in December. I'm going to check that real quick, but Calder, you want a question? Yeah, absolutely. So typically, and I feel like we might already know the answer, but it could surprise us. Are you more of a meta or casual player? You know, that's actually a little bit difficult for me to answer because, you know, I, I do like playing competitively, but I I really rail against the, the meta scene. Um, you know, in, in my blog, I talk about views from the fringe where I'm, I'm showing the pieces that I tend to, to look at to build around. Um, and, you know, they're, they're not the mainstream pieces. You know, you won't see me playing Starro. Uh, I have tried to play Blackbird, and that was just not my, my thing. I just tend to do better with, with strange teams that I come up with uh, out on my own. All right. For sure. I, mean, I know that once you when you build a team that's kind of copying somebody else, or I don't well, I like don't like using the word copy, but it's kind of hard for you to get behind their head and drive that team. But when you like totally look through and figure out what a weird thing this piece does, you can just pilot that scene like no problem. Chris, you want me to go ahead and hit the next one, or are you still looking, bud? Uh, 
I no, I found it. It's going to be December twenty first is the release date. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, but you can hammer the next one, Calder. All right. So, what is your favorite format to play? Well, you know, um, I like playing modern, uh, but right now, uh, as as I've kind of hinted at, I, I enjoy trying the the new pauper format. Uh, but we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. <laughs> sure. Uh, what is the venue that you currently play at? Uh, I play at the Rusty Scabbard in Lexington, Kentucky. Of course, uh, do travel around a bit. Uh, I, I'd like to, to play in other venues. I've spent a lot of time in Columbus. Uh, I do like playing in Dayton. Uh, enjoy playing in Owensboro as well. Uh, Big Bang Comics is a good place to play at. Okay, so since you have been playing as long as you have, could you possibly narrow down your favorite set that you've ever had? War of Light, actually. Uh, you know, I I like the cores. Um, you know, not I, I don't necessarily like any specific character out of the cores. I just like the idea of the cores. Uh, and the batteries really lent themselves to some really, really creative play. Uh, you saw some some interesting team designs during that period. So, you know, it was a combination of, of interesting characters along with, you know, interesting abilities that you threw in there. And, you know, of course, you've got to love any set where a cat is one of the best pieces in the set. <laughs> so it's actually interesting you say that about the variety of pieces that you saw back uh, during when that was the meta. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. There were people back then that thought that the meta was really kind of stagnant, and I, I could not disagree with them more. When that was a thing, because you if you went to like an ROC, you yes, you would see a lot of yellow power batteries, but you would also see some star sapphire ones. I definitely saw some a couple orange ones for sure. There were green ones all sitting down. Um, It was it was insane. The variety that teams had back then compared to today. Well, I think a lot of the problem that, that you had with people who had that view that the meta was stale because of the batteries were looking at all of the batteries as one entity. It was like, okay, I've got to play a battery to be competitive. And they didn't take into account all the different philosophies that you could build around when you started using different batteries. Yeah, because they all did something different. I didn't see a lot of red batteries getting used for sure, but I mean, there was a pretty wide swath being used amongst the other colors. So that was cool. Um, But let's go back. You mentioned this a minute ago. Why don't you explain popper format, uh, where you've been playing it and how well it's done for your community. Well, I got to say that right now it, it's a project that we're starting to get off the ground here. Um, and I, I can't say that I can take credit for the idea. Uh, many listeners may be familiar with Married with Clicks, and they, they came up with the Everyman format, uh, which was it, it actually they called it the Everyman Project, and it was Commons and Fast Forces. And, you know, I, I like the idea of, of a pauper format that, that kind of opened up the game to, to players that may not be ready for the full-fledged, you know, medicine, but, you know, have access to, to a lot of the, the cheaper pieces because, you know, a lot of the older players will, will just give them commons and uncommons. Uh, so it gives them something that they can build a team around and, and still, in this format, they could compete. 
Um, but the thing about it is when I, when I looked at the Everyman project, the, the problem that I had was with the fast forces side of things. Um, you know, when you look at what's in fast forces and they, they have a limited supply of those. So, you know, people bought up all of the giant girls, people bought up all of the mud men, you know, people were, were buying up the starter hulks. Uh, so, you know, those, those kinds of things kind of really unbalance the format and make money more of an obstacle to, to people getting into the game. So I started a Facebook group, uh, Heroclix Pauper League and asked the, the community, you know, what do you think is, is more effective if we go commons and uncommons or if we go with the style of the everyman project? Uh, and people tended to like the idea of the commons and the uncommons. Um, another aspect to, to the pauper format that, that I kind of introduced is, um, having a prize awarded to whoever does the best modification on a figure because, you know, that's a, that's a group that hasn't been really represented and people don't mind modding commons and uncommons. They might feel a little bit more hesitant to, to use that, you know, chase or the, the ultra rare to, to modify because, you know, you're not going to be able to resell that later. <laughs> Right. So uh, kind of give a basic like tournament. So Popper is obviously way easier to get a hold of. And you said that the Everyman was fast forces and stuff like that. This Popper, is it just sets on commons and commons? Or do you also let in the fast forces in Popper? Or was no, it it's uh, what what we're using is something called CU Popper for commons, uncommons Popper. Got it. Uh, and it's just commons and uncommons, no primes. Uh, you can use anything that falls into that rarity category. So there are ID cards that are legal, assuming that there is a piece that can be called in that is common or uncommon. Uh, so, you know, Jubilee and Rusty are all stars in the format there. Um, on top of that, you know, you've got some colossals that you can bring in, like, you know, the giant girl. Uh, we, we had our first pauper tournament today. And uh, Giant Girl had a, a big presence there. But then, you know, an X-Men team was the one that ended up winning. All right. So you mentioned the tournament. And is this one of the first popper tournaments you've had, like an official style one? Or was that a... This, is, this was more of a dress rehearsal because uh, we're going to start the popper circuit in January. Uh, we invite any venue to, to actually run the events. You just run it as a win-a-map. And then you'd have to also provide two booster packs to the winner of the best modded piece. Um, whoever wins the tournament gets five pauper points. Uh, whoever comes in second gets three pauper points. Whoever comes in third, fourth, and the winner of the uh, best modded piece will all get one point. Uh, we will cut off point accumulation in June. And then the top 16 players will be invited to a tournament that's going to be held in Columbus on the weekend of origins. So the same time as uh, U.S. championships are going to be held. Uh, but we're going to, of course, hold it at a time when, when the U.S. championships right. are not going on. So as not to conflict. A couple cleanup questions, awesome. uh, a couple cleanup questions real quick. Uh, you mentioned that you have a blog. What was the name of the blog? Uh, the blog is called Clicksbait. Okay. Uh, I've actually I've seen your stuff before. Um, second question was, what when you limited it to commons and uncommons, 
why not go to rare as well? Or was this down to a community vote? Well, it was kind of a community vote, but you didn't want to open it up too much. Plus, there are some rares that start getting pricey and they start breaking the format. Uh, you know, when, when you rely too much on pieces from one rarity, then, then you kind of don't have as interesting a metagame as, as you could otherwise have. Uh, so, you know, we were just looking at what was available. If you go with commons and uncommons, uh, it felt like the right choice. And after playing it today, I, I think it really was. It, it was definitely an interesting format. We saw a lot of different teams. Um, on my, my blog, uh, Clickspate, I do have a set of build archives. Uh, for a variety of, of different formats, I'm going to actually be adding the, the builds that we had today to that so that you can get an idea of what you're looking at uh, when you're talking about pauper builds. Okay. Calder, do you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the tournament. Uh, you mentioned X-Men Team 1. Uh, this isn't necessarily just about that team, but like, what were some standout teams you were like, I kind of forgot about that uncommon or common, or just like, what were some of the most unique teams that you've seen uh, birthed out of this specific format. Uh, well, you had uh, an, uh, you had an Avengers theme team that was um, the Colossal Hulk with two giant girls and a uh, Jane Foster, which was interesting. Yeah, um, the X Men team was was actually a, more of a Cable team than an X Men team, but. You know, Cable is pretty brutal in this format. Hey, he's good, man. A hundred yeah. point. He's a great man factor for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I was playing a a gimmick team that did not do so terribly well. I was actually playing uh, with Ultimate Thor and using a fifty point Thor from uh, the Mighty Thor set, carrying him over with Overdrive. And then uh, placing him adjacent so that I could, you know, get an attack out of him. Nice, nice. It was a good idea. It just didn't work so well. Ultimately, <laughs> it's kind of like the in theory, like man, this is awesome. And then sometimes there's just bad luck. Sometimes there's just dice too. I mean, I hate that. Have you reached out to other venues to try and like spread this format? We have, um, you know, uh, one, we've got the Facebook group. Uh, we've been, you know, talking to some other tournament organizers that we know of. But, you know, across the country, there are a lot of tournament organizers that I just don't know. Uh, so I'm always looking for more to approach and let them know, hey, this is something that we're doing. Uh, it's a cheap format and it's something that can help you grow the community, which is exactly what I was trying to do with this. You know, I want to get more players involved in the game because I absolutely love the game and, and more people involved is always a good thing. Absolutely. And when this takes off, because it sounds like it, it might, it should, it definitely will. You need to be spread, spread the good word of dialects and we can, uh, we can spread it even further. The popper format for you. Oh, absolutely. So that sounds good. Calder, uh, do you have any last thing that you would like to ask? Uh, just like something more like kind of to add is we did do a win a map tournament here that was basically using the popper format, commons, uncommons, no fast forwards and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't have the best turnout, but then again, it is South Dakota, so that's kind of to be expected. But I, I didn't get a play, and I was like really bummed out. But from what I heard, popper format's doing great, and people really enjoy it. Is there anything else? Because we might be running the ball dry on questions, but is there anything that you want to add for anyone at home that wants to kind of get into or 
go to what venues, like the perfect venue for playing the proper format, or just where they can find the most information to get up on this league? Well, the easiest place to uh, find information is on the Facebook page. Uh, just look for Hero Clicks Pauper League, and uh, you'll find the Facebook page there. I do know that there are some people who don't use uh, Facebook. If you don't use Facebook, just uh, email Hero Clicks Pauper um, at digitaledengames.com. All right. There you have it, folks. Go and seek that out if you have not already. And uh, you can probably start maybe running a popper circuit in your local gaming group if you don't want to spend $100 on uh... – oh, I wanted to make sure before I say this. You you can run ID cards if they are also common or uncommon? Correct. Okay. Uh, so, like so I said, the all-stars – yeah, the, the all-stars in, in as far as the ID cards uh, look to be Jubilee and Rusty. Um, not a lot of, of heavy hitters that, that you're going to see in, in the ID cards there. Well, if you don't want to spend $100 on a Wolverine ID card, maybe you guys can start running <laughs> popper format at your local venues. All right, let's move on. This is uh, something we have not done in a really long time, and... When we bring on a guest onto the podcast, we really like to get this going because people like this. People love this, actually. It's, it's America's favorite game show. Let's play a little. Sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation. Bad Samaritan. <laughs> if this is your first episode of Dial H for Hero Clicks, welcome to the community. And you need to know a couple of rules before we play this game. Bad Samaritan is a game where I have chosen three modern age figures. I have a list of clues in front of me, and Calder has a random number generator in front of him. He's going to give me a number. I'm going to give him the, the associated clue. I'm going to give them both a chance to guess based off of the information they get from the clue. A right answer will sound like this. A wrong answer will sound like this. Our contestants have three rounds to guess. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, I get a point. So let's see who can win by the end of this. You guys ready to go? I feel like you're stacking the deck. (laughs) You guys have two people. I only have – it's just me just sitting over here by my lonesome. I mentioned this on the last podcast. I sit alone and cry a lot. I sit alone and think about – Figures I want to use in Bad Samaritan. (laughs) So, all right, Calder, would you like to give me the first clue? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Our first clue is number 20. All right, so number 20 is a free play. Also 17, 18, and 19 are. A free play allows you to pick the clue that you would like to know. So commonly chosen clues include things like named keyword, set, Possibly, maybe rarity, things like that. So discuss amongst yourselves. What would you like to know? So a pretty good one to go with that's like safe is set. Uh, I like named keyword too, but there's just sometimes where a character just doesn't have a named keyword. So yeah, I'm, I'm, kinda, feeling, I'm feeling set. Set. Okay, sweet. Okay. So locked in for set. This is not technically a set, but it is legal for the game of Bad Samaritan. It is a con exclusive. It is modern. Nice. I like that. I really like it when it's like, now that really narrows it down. 
So let's see. We got one guess each. I am gonna go with Earth X, Captain America. Okay. Locked in with Earth X, Chris. Do you have a guess? Yes, I am going to say Storm, Ellie. Locked in for Storm. All right. Survey says <laughs> it is neither one of those answers. So Calder, give me a second number. Second clue is number four. Uh, number four is the set number. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this does actually narrow it down, believe it or not. Uh, I'm going to read the full set number as it is given to you on HC Realms. WKMP18-001. I'm not going to cheat and look that up. Right. <laughs> well, there's something very obvious that you can learn from what I just labeled off. MP. Huh? Well, I know it's Marvel. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the Marvel, and uh, I'm just trying to remember what 2018's number one was. I, I want to say it was Lockjaw, but I'm probably wrong on that, So, but I'll say Lockjaw. Okay, locked in for Lockjaw with Chris Calder. Uh, I'm guessing I'm going to go with Shadowcat. Shadowcat, okay. Survey says... Oh, you guys, you want to give me a point. I know you want to give me a point. Give me that last number. Number two. Number two is point value. It will be top dial point value, and that point value is 120 points. Hmm. Whiz wow. 120 points, man. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Um, that should have made it easier. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? Like, I know Power Girl or Power Woman. She's at least. Well, that's DC. Yeah, it's DC. It's true. We're looking at one. You, the way you said it makes me feel like it's got multiple starting lines. But I know. Well, you already said Storm. She's 150, anyways. Marvel. T. Eighteen. That clue is always top dial. It's always top dial. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm going to start playing the Jeopardy theme song here in a second. (laughs) It's tough. Yeah, I don't want there to be like dead air, but I'm really trying to think about it. Yeah, I I just, I've I've got nothing here. We'll say She-Hulk. Okay, throwing out a Hail Mary, She-Hulk from Chris. Calder, would you like to also Hail Mary? I'm going to go with the Blackbird Jet. Okay, survey says it is, in fact, the Blackbird Jet. Yeah, it is, boy. Oh, I didn't hear the V in that. The V? V? Yeah. No, there there is no V. Really? Yeah, it just... Because usually uh, with the vehicles, it's V001. Uh, it is WKMP18-001. Wow. Okay, so they've changed their numbering system. <laughs> We're all learning things today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to figure number two. Calder, do you want to give me an eight, uh, a number? Hey, Chris. We got number 19. It's a free play again. You're cheating. You're clearly cheating. Do you want to share a screen right now, bud? <laughs> Okay, 19, free play. 
What would you guys like to know? Are we going Let's go with the set, set again? Let's do it. The set locked in is Joker's Wild. Joker's I love Wild. that set. All right. No, you're not supposed to love that, stuff. Then you might get it right. That makes <laughs> fun of us. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Green Lantern. Okay. I feel like if I guess Joker, it'll get rid of a few people. So Joker. Okay, locked in. Green Lantern from Chris. Joker from Calder. Survey says. <laughs> No, sirs. Second clue. Number eight. Number eight. Improved movement or targeting. This figure does not have any improved movement or targeting. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's go with Riddler. Okay. Locked in for Riddler. Calder. I think you're going to like choose a nobody. So I'm gonna go with Plastic Man. How dare you? Plastic Man oh, is geez. somebody. <laughs> but you're locked in with Plastic Man. Yes, I am. All right. Survey says. No stars again. Last right. clue. Number fifteen. Number fifteen is opening defense power, and that is going to be energy shield deflection. ESD, huh? Hmm. Let's let's say um, Doctor Fate. Okay, okay, solid answer. Locked in for Doctor Fate from Chris Calder. My gears are like really turning right now. Um, I know Spectre had like super senses. It wasn't him. ESD. It wouldn't be like a Harley Quinn or Batman. Geoforce had like a... See, that would have been my next guess, because he's also like a nobody. So, that's out of the window. Uh, Calder, Geoforce is my favorite DC oh, character. Be quiet. So, I would I would appreciate it if you'd stop triggering me. I guess. <laughs> I'm going to go with Firefly. Really? Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, locked in for Firefly. Survey says... I got a point! Joker's Wild, 0-1-7. Red Hood. Like, whoever that is. I didn't know he had energy shield deflection. Which means that is the second time I've gotten a point from this figure alone. I hate you, bud. (laughs) Damn you! All right, right. fine. Last figure, it's neck and neck, Chris and Chris. Calder, you're... And dead last like you I no, I got the first No, he got Blackbird. Yeah, he got the Blackbird. I didn't get Oh yeah, no, I went back and actually I took the point from you anyway and I gave it to Chris because he's the guest. (laughs) So you you have zero points, caller. (laughs) Our uh, our first clue is number sixteen. Number sixteen opening damage power. It is a special damage power. Oh yeah? It is. It is indeed. I am not going to read the name of the power. I don't have to do that, but I will tell you what it does. Uh, this is going to entirely give it away. <laughs> Running shot, willpower, but only if a friendly character named Belphegor is within eight squares. Is it the demon? No! You're not allowed to guess! <laughs> oh, what a great clue. Top dot, or t- uh, first one. Awesome. Uh, Chris, do you want to hazard a guess? 
You know, I have no clue. I'm I'm kind of baffled by that one. Um, I'll just say Etrigan. All right. Survey says. Yeah, it's the demon call. Yeah, it is, boy. All right. That's two points for Chris, one point for Chris, and zero points oh, for Calder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was actually a really quick game. That was of, uh, the fastest game of Bad Samaritan. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick one more character because I was looking through characters earlier today. So you guys, would you like to play one more? Ooh, we get a bonus round. Bonus round since it was so incredibly short. Calder, you want ready? To okay, good. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay, give me a number. It's number twenty. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, number Not twenty. Lying. Guess well, what? That's going to be set again. Yeah. All right, Harley Quinn. Oh, Harley Quinn, bud. All right. What is in the Harley Quinn set? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out Harley Quinn because okay, there's like good. a crap ton of those. That does cover quite a few figures from the set. All right, locked in. Harley Quinn for Chris Calder. I'm going to go Prometheus. Prometheus, locked in. Survey says... <laughs> Moving on to clue number two. Hey, Chris. What? It's number 19. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... I mean, seriously... There's been games where you've gotten, like, one, two, and three before, so I can't really That's be mad. True. It was bound to happen eventually. So Okay. What would you guys like for your second free play for this figure? I'm kind of leaning towards named keyword. I think that'll help narrow it down. I actually would like set number. Ooh, set number. Okay, let's do it up. Because that tells me the rarity. That is okay. True. Okay. Ooh, with, with, your, uh, with your popper league, this might actually be useful for you then. Coming in at number 16. 16, huh? Uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, actually, no, I think 16 is going to be common. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I bought zero Harley Quinn. I just, that's, I want to make that abundantly clear. I have no <laughs> idea Um... I want to say Robin. Okay. Locked in for Robin. Calder, do you have a guess? I'm going to go with, like, a a Hive Trooper. I think there were two okay. of those. Yeah. Yeah, they're in there somewhere. Like Hive Soldier or whatever. Sure. All right. Locked in with Hive Trooper from, or Hive something. You say Hive Trooper? Yeah, Hive Trooper. Yeah, sure. Locked in. Survey says. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last clue. We got number one. Number one. Number one is team ability. Team ability is Justice Society. Okay, so that makes me think Wonder Woman. For sure. No, there there wasn't a common Wonder Woman in um, in Harley. Um, oh shoot! I could have sworn she was. No, the. There were two. One of them was Bombshells, and the other one was the uh, God of whatever. Um, let's see. Um, I uh, should know this. The, there was the chick with the pot on her head. I know that one was JSA, I think. Oh, oh, Red Tornado. Red Tornado. 
Yeah, I'll, I will walk in Red Tornado. The chick with the pot on her head. Well, that's what it looks like, Chris. <laughs> okay, all right, locked in for Red Tornado. Calder, do you want to change or no? You want to lock in Wonder Woman? I'm just going to, yeah, because I can't think of any other JSA piece. Even if it is wrong, I'll go with Wonder Woman. All right, survey says... It's actually Wonder Woman. <laughs> is it really? I didn't think it was... Wow, I don't remember that shit as well as <laughs> oh, I thought I did. Absolute madman. <laughs> Look at that, baby. Oh, I'm feeling great. I've had a really bad streak with this game for like a while. Well, you that got three points good. tonight. Three, three points. points, baby. I only got one. Woo! That's okay. That's okay. All right, and I well. scored zero like most of my Heroclix games. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, well, thank you both for playing Bad Samaritan. All right, at this point in the show, we'd like to tell you that Dial H for Heroclix works off the value-for-value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, Consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. You'll hear a couple of those here in a second. Heroic rank level up secure the first episode of every month or as you donate on PayPal. That is next episode, ladies and gentlemen. So if you would like to get in the Dial H community with your official heroic rank, make sure that you jump on before next episode, next Sunday, I believe. And don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months that you contribute to the community as you are producers of this fine podcast. Uh, fine? Can we go with fine? Calder, is that okay? Uh, man, it's like okay. It's like lukewarm water. Like, uh, it's all right. Drinkable, I guess. No, it's, <laughs> it's, an, it's a pretty good show, guys, if I do say so myself. People like us. Also, um... Thank you, Eric Caves, for saying that he sent us an email that said, uh, Citizen Eric Caves said he couldn't quit us. He tried to quit us, but then he couldn't. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Like, are we supposed to feel good about that or not? We're addicting, man. You can't quit. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. So, now, let's move on to a little bit of community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As you might know, on Tuesdays, on Twitter and on Facebook, we put it a Community Tuesdays question. For you guys to jump on and answer at your leisure, uh, we this this week we decided to go with the Exospecs are here. Which HeroClix figure are, are you going to use them on? Calder, did you have an idea? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like as soon as I saw the Exospecs uh, characters that have awesome movement attack, but like no like actual good attack powers came to mind. So I was instantly like, Deadpool Mark of the Mouth was one I'd like to use it on. The second one would be like Earth-X Captain America, because I've, I've tried. Earth-X is my jam, Captain America's my man, and I really want to use Earth-X in tournaments and stuff. And I think if every team's going to start, like, more than likely, going to have some Exospecs on it, then I'm going to want to take their Exospecs, and I can just give Captain America something that will get through defenses. He can pulse wave an entire team. As long as he hits them, can choose not to deal any damage, and then, boom, take your objects Absolutely love it. Like, Earth-X Cap's my go-to, man. Chris? Which Chris? Yeah, the two Chris's. You do this every time there's two Chris's so, on this so show. That's so bad. Uh, because uh, guest Chris, Chris of the Seat, you're actually my first answer. So we'll let Chris the K answer first, and then we can go, and you can give yours, because it makes it easy, I think, right? I don't okay, know. Okay, sure. So you guys know how much of a flavor... Uh, fanatic I am when it comes to this game. So 
I have to give exospecs to a figure that, for all intents and purposes, sucks, just so I can try and make her a little bit better. And that is going to be Smasher from Avengers Assemble. Going back that far. Yeah, I'm going back. I mean, we can put it. The question was open ended. We can go all the way back if we need to. But uh, seriously, 147 points for what you get on this dial is is pretty garbage. But I also really like running uh, theme teams, Avengers theme teams with Smasher and then her baby daddy Cannonball on the same team. So anything that can make her just a little bit better really makes me happy. So I'm going to go with Smasher. Uh, I, I did not want to go with Smasher from Wolverine and the X-Men, the, the, the male Smasher, because I don't think he's bad. Because he can actually – he kind of does that. He has a power called Exospecs Download, and it does give him the ability to choose powers already. Oh, so nice. He, yeah, he doesn't need that. She kind of does. She, she has one trait, and it is nothing like Exospecs. So let's give it to her. Keep the flavor in there. makes the most amount of sense. So I guess let's go to the – first facebook answer which is chris chris's answer so go ahead yeah mistress death uh you know i've been trying to figure out a way to make her work from the beginning and the biggest thing that she is lacking is a moving attack um i did have some fun trying her with harley's hammer but the exospecs are much much better for her okie dokie we, did you get any more uh, Mistress Deaths on Facebook, Calder? I'm just uh, curious. You know what? I didn't even look through all of them. I'm, like, I feel terrible. And a lot of people didn't understand your questions, so we got some really bizarre answers. But uh, I am going to be dreading uh, the next upcoming competitive tournaments I'm going to go to because it's going to be Mistress Death with running shot pulse wave, and I'm going to be... Uh, it's going to be rough. <laughs> okay, let's jump over to Twitter. Our first answer is going to be from Citizen Tiemu, our boots on the ground in Finland. He said, the TMT Starter Hulk is the gimme, doubly for me because I really love the efficiency of that piece. He linked a gif of Hulk smashing the crap out of Loki from the Avengers movie. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I like it. It's good stuff. I like when there, was actually, and GIFs. there was actually a conversation that that i saw on facebook about that piece and the interaction with exospecs and i mean he's going to be brutal when you give him hypersonic speed because that gives three attacks i mean you know he's gonna he's gonna hype in there make his hype attack and then at the end of the move he gets two quakes for free that's dumb that's so dumb also while we are on the topic of citizen tiemu he did Give us a correction from last week. Do you remember when I said that I didn't think that there was any like database for maps, Calder? Oh, right, yeah. I was 100% wrong. There is. So if you go to HC Realms, and uh, Tiamu did link uh, a click or a link on uh, Twitter. You can click on it. It sends you right to HC Realms. Um, E-Mouse, he said, boom, props to E-Mouse for keeping the Heroclix map atlas up to date. I really wish it was somewhere easier to find on the site. It deserves that, but if you do click on that like I did, it does lead to, um, man, seriously, so many maps over the years, and it's crazy. But here's the one downfall. When I first clicked on it, I kind of wanted to actually be able to see the maps, like the pictures of what they were and stuff. Right. You know, if, if you're going to be looking at the art, you kind of want, you know. You don't want to look at an ugly map. Well, this is just the basic grid format with which squares are what terrain. So, oh, right. if you're gotcha. lo- 
Yeah, so, you know, yeah. if you're okay with that, if you're just using it to play on and you want to find something that fits whatever your team is going to be, it's a great resource. However, don't expect that you're going to get a picture of what it actually looks like, especially those maps that you may have thought, oh, I do want to buy the Milano. We mentioned that last episode. That is not exactly a cheap map to go out and purchase. So you don't get a look at it. You just get to see where all the terrain is. All right, I can go ahead and kick off the second answer on Facebook. It is Chance McCall said Killer Moth. Hopefully that'll make him better. It probably, probably will, but like yeah, I think he's 12 points worth it. And then the Avengers set Winter Soldier. Absolutely love that Winter Soldier. And then he said, 10th anniversary Captain America and Green Goblin to try to finally pull off a Battlefield promotion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Battlefield promotion is like one of the worst mechanics of all time. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to pull off, man. Uh, let's see. We have an answer from Superhero, the ruffian, Little Plastic Superheroes. He said, after giving this some more thought, I think Ellie Lobo will gain the most from this. When he gets to the middle of his dial and has no movement attack, he really blows. Giving him his Lobo clones hypersonic speed with 12 attack, 5 damage is just bonkers. And then he, go he went ahead and did a nice little screenshot for us. You can see it. Didn't have to click on it. That's actually pretty awesome. I forgot that like his uh, his clones can use whatever powers he has. It's just a bit much. Uh, Peter Zachary said, "Which can to play the starter set, the starter Hulk, which yeah, as you know, that's gonna be gross. Uh, Chase Green Arrow, Chase Star Fox, and the Shredder clone." Don't Oof. don't put it on Shredder clones. Ooh. It's gonna be. I can see the Chase Star Fox being really, really good. Uh, Chase Green Arrow, I'm not as sold on simply because you're not going to get to use your range combat expert with, with your move and attack, although you still get to shut off the defensive powers. That's true. Porcupine Spaceship Grenade on Twitter said, For casual, Title Thor, Stealth, Sidestep, Steel Energy, Flurry, and Precision Strike could all be a little fun to use with him. Other than that, maybe the Odin from Battleworld to use Hypersonic or Prime Scourge to give him Stealth while he is set up on his special square. That's actually just a fun idea. I really that does like sound that. awesome. Uh, since, you know, I mean, he can't move anymore, so you might as well give him Stealth. Park him in some oh, yeah. terrain, give him Stealth, and now they have to come in. That's It's good stuff. And then he just said, I like Asgardians. So, yeah, man, I think we all like Asgardians. Sean Gladden said, ha-ha, Joker. Uh, ha-ha, Joker, plasticity is terrifying to me, so please don't do that. <laughs> Citizen Ben Jones, our boots on the ground in Australia. Man, we're getting all over the place. Killer Moth. Other option I like is Killer Croc, uh, BTAS. Helps in his mid-dial. Choose sidestep, move in, and make three attacks. Start in water, choose hypersonic speed, and have 12 movement, top dial, etc. Exospecs have so many possibilities. Well, you're not wrong there. Uh, Citizen Eric Cave said, no, this is going to come way out of left field. I hope you're ready for this. I'm still waiting for my Digimon click. So that, to me, means <laughs> I'm not using Exospecs till I get Digimon. So he's never used an exospec. I don't know, like, how I wrote the question out on Facebook. Well, I mean, I do know, but the fact that he was, like, Digimon clicks, I'm like, okay, that's what well, I'm still, mean. I'm still waiting for Ruby clicks, so, you know, I, I don't think either one of us are going to get our wish there. But, but the, you know, for that would be awesome. <laughs> if there is one less person playing exospecs, I think we might be okay, you know? <laughs> the, the gaming, it, it's going to be so saturated with them. It's gonna oh, be okay. dude, it's going to be great. 
Uh, Space Monkey Jesse said, world's finest Mr. Nobody. Lol. I think that's a joke answer. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bozeman said, the Hawkman Con L.E. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that dial looks like, but uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with that one. Okay. Protagonist Michael Miller said Chase Star Fox and the Chase Star Lord from the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 movie. So that's two votes for Ooh. Chase Star, Star Fox. Maybe look out for that. So, like, our third or fourth vote is going to be Matthew Armour for the starter set Hulk. And he said Hulk Flurry. I'm like, okay, let's do it up. Yeah. It kind of like gets rid of the move, but that's fine. Do whatever you want, bro. <laughs> this game is all about options, if nothing else. Uh, Chris Kurtz said, Goblin King, can you imagine picking powers with that guy? <laughs> no, I, I don't know what that would be like. That's like, um, do you remember when people used to be able to equip three possessors onto the same figure before right. they changed that? Yeah, that was really fun at the beginning of every turn. I'm going to choose, uh, okay, yeah, but we get it, we get it, bro. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, it was it was kind of tough sitting down for a bit. Uh, James oh, by the Pierce, way, by know. the way, it it is not legal to write down what your opponent chose. Right? Yeah, you gotta just mentally which, track. Which is bullcrap, because you'd think that you wouldn't just keep a little whiteboard right next to you and just change it every turn. But like he chose this, and then set it to the side, and then when if you know your opponent decides to cheat and be like no 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 no, i chose this didn't you you didn't hear me i'm sorry like no i wrote it down it's right here no apparently you you're not allowed to do that in this game that's why those like have you seen those color palette things that some people make like little squares that's why those are so popular it's just like these little special things that you can put down and it keeps you honest keeps you know the other player honest why is that okay but writing them down because it's not. not like words i have no idea no idea Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure I get that philosophy either. James Peters, uh, Mr. Clicks said Sheriff Strange. Really? He's got, he You're... needs some movement attack, bud. All he's got is phasing or force blast top dial. I guess. I just figured you'd probably put it on something that was like more offensive, maybe? He, he really wants to. If you've uh, watched any of the Mr. Clicks videos, he's really pushing for Sheriff Strange in like most of his competitive teams. Uh if you want, I guess. For me, he hasn't been too big of a problem, but okay. that's just, that's me. If he wants to use him, that's him, so I'm cool with it. I'm, I feel like, I, as far as this game goes, I'm more of like a, a max min kind of guy, so if somebody's already strong in one attribute, then just push that as hard as you can, so instead of, like, equaling characters out, I just want to, you know, make one character as powerful as possible for sure me, but th that's just my play style clearly he went a different way with that that's cool uh the last answer i have on twitter is going to be from matt and he just said the watch list oh look at that. <laughs> with the jokes so that's actually uh, if this is my prediction uh, if we're keeping tally i've got a pretty good track record with my predictions if the Exo Specs gets so saturated that it is on every single team, like I kind of think it might end up being on like a not every team, but a vast majority, like a very high percentage, then we're gonna see a watch list change already. I can see it. I can see that happening maybe. Um, 
I am Kari, out on Twitter. I'm going to just machine gun through the rest on Facebook. Kari Sampson said America Chavez. Uh, I really like that figure, and I think she could definitely gain some stuff from Access Specs. Jason Graveless Willows. Grave, yeah, sure. Moon Knight, Goblin King, and Anarchy. Again, the Goblin King. Please stop. Why Moon Knight? He maybe Wait, just likes Moon Knight? Knight. I assume the only modern one from Spider-Man, maybe? Wait, the other one isn't modern anymore? No. What, okay, the, sure. The other one, so. I believe you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler Mirren maybe needs to read up on the Exospecs. He got, like, a reply, but his first answer is hilarious. He said, Thug, maybe suited henchmen. And, like, Exospecs can only go on a character three points or more. So he later went on to post a gif of The Flash. So I'm going to take his answer as The Flash. Uh, so I totally thought that this Moon Knight came out much more recent than it did. It came out in 2016, and my god, time has flown. Oh, yeah, baby. We're, we're, we're living the dream. 2018. Thiago Almedia, I really hope I got your name right, said Hella and Angela. So I'm cool with that. David Herberger also made me understand the question. I don't want to cast no shade on you, bud, but he did say Willy Wonka clicks, which is also probably not going to happen, no offense. <laughs> I think that's probably the least likely of the ones to happen that we discussed. Absolutely. If they ever make a Willy Wonka set, then they absolutely have to make one of the pieces in there an OSHA worker that can just, like, shut down all of the pieces from the Willy Wonka set because, holy crap, there are so many OSHA violations in that <laughs> movie. It's disgusting. <laughs> All right, uh, last two. Christopher Smotherman said Rocket and Groot's The Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Rare. Hypersonic Up 9, Shoot 3, Drop Groot, Poison, Attack a Groot. Boom, bam! I like that. David Cologne said two words, Unimind. And that's it, folks. All right, picking more powers. That That's Max Min right there, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, are you out? I'm out. That's it, bud. All right, well, as always, make sure if you... Want to get involved in the Dial H community? Then make sure you jump on Facebook, jump on Twitter, answer those on Tuesdays as we always put them out on Tuesdays. Our episodes don't always come out on Sundays, but our questions always come out on Tuesdays. Okay, well, let's go jump to this week's uh, Jedi Legends Heroclix Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. Take you to your destination, I will. Let's talk about timing. Timing in this game a little bit. He says, can't hit your opponent? Tired of... Oh, my God. I did it again. <laughs> I read the last week's one. Good job, Chris. I, I do that every week. I read the previous... Whatever. He said, uh, timing can make all the difference. With two bolts, you can pick two targets. Then roll to check to see who is hit. Then you choose how you divide your damage between them and deal the damage accordingly. Calder, do you have something to say about that? I, I most of the time totally forget if a character has two, like, two targets. Like, even if I'm for sure just want to just attack this one guy, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't. It's always good to target somebody else, and I almost always forget to. So, like, that's a reminder. I normally remind myself. Because, like, I'm, if I'm gunning for Alex Wilder, I'm just going to, like, I'm just like, whatever, I'll shoot Alex Wilder. He might shape change out of it, and then I got to target somebody else anyways. Or he might mastermind it. So really, it's kind of, or you can just miss, right? You'll hit a 16, but not a 17. So yeah, I mean, always trying to remember, I got two targets. It's definitely a refresher course that I need a lot of the time. Well, to jump on that, always, unless you're using range combat experts, if your character has more than one bolt and you have additional optional targets, 
always target more than one person. That's just a smart thing to do. Like, what happens if you hit double sixes? You know what I mean? That's true. You, if you say you have three targets, you double sixes. That's two additional damage that you just put out just because you rolled double sixes with three targets. So that's dumb. Well, let's also consider how mastermind works. You know, mastermind. You cannot mastermind the damage to another target that has been hit. Okay, that's so even true. if you. Even if you choose to do zero damage, you still hit the target, so that has limited the amount of um, targets for the mastermind. You're not wrong. That's good. That's good. Uh, something to keep in mind, too. I actually really forgot about that. If we're talking about energy explosion, though, also, duh, you always want to make sure that you hit as many targets as possible. Um, but timing is weird. Uh, let's also talk about reduction. And then let's talk about super senses and then shape change as well when it comes to timing. So your character, let's say running shots up, has two targets. You target one character, let's just say that they have uh, in, in, impervious. Other character has shape change. You need to roll for that shape change first. That's, that's first and foremost. And then let's say you hypothetically hit both of your targets. Then you roll for, let's say, the character that also had that had shape change also had super senses. Then you roll for super senses. Then you divvy out damage. So all of that in order is like the kind of rules of operation in this game. Right. So remember that's how it works. Don't get them out of order. Don't super cha- uh, super senses first and then shape change. Don't forget to shape. Also, if you're uh, if you're playing. And your opponent goes, and before you even have a chance to say anything that your character has shape change, they're like, I'm attacking this character, and then just throws the dice, right? We've all had that experience, I'm sure. Make sure that you go, hold on, I'm rolling for shape change. You didn't even give me a chance to roll for shape change. Make sure you get your shape change in. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else? No, that that just about covers it in my mind. Cool. Calder? No, man, I'm, I'm good, bro. Okay, well, uh, let me read a color, say a, say a few things, and then we might be able to get out of here. So, uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Dial H4 Hero Clicks. That is the number four. Uh, on Facebook, just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. And if you would like to send an email, that we we get those from time to time. We appreciate those. Uh, join the community, guys. Uh, that's going to be at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. We love getting stuff from you, even if it's not, uh, even if it's just what you played that week. And as far as helping out the community goes, it helps spread the word of Dial H. Even if you are not, uh, say you don't want your heroic title, you don't want to spend any money jumping into that. Uh, it would really help if you guys just retweet things, like things on Facebook, share things on Facebook. That way it might get out to other listener or other people that then may become listeners. So that is that is wholly and entirely on you guys. Uh, and that would be the easiest way to support the podcast if you don't want to do it any other way. And we would appreciate it. So uh, speaking of appreciation, I would really like to thank Chris for coming on. Well, I want to uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And do you, one more time, just in case people forgot, we'll plug your uh, your blog. Uh, the blog is Clickspate. Uh, it's on WordPress, so you can find that there. There's also a Facebook page for it. And you can email me at clickspate at digitaledengames.com. Um, 
And then, of course, there's also the Heroclix Pauper League uh, that is also on Facebook. All right. Cool, man. Thank you very much. All right. Awesome. I'm going to get ready to read us out of here first. I do want to say, Malcolm, if you're listening, yes, we did skip your questions. We answered a bunch last week. We're going to save them for next week. Please don't instantly message me like I forgot the questions again. It was a choice. <laughs> I forgot about the other times, but this time it was a choice. So uh, if everything is good, said and done, I want to remind everybody, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Nice.